You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday. November the 2nd, I am St. Louis Cardinals mega fan Lucas Smith, your host for the show. Whether it's your first time listening or your 100th time listening, thanks for listening to the show. We continue with our off-season evaluations today. If you have not been c- keeping up with our off-season evaluations, maybe um, you can just uh, queue up all of our shows. We've done every position so far, and I'm just going to I'm gonna lump outfield together just because people played so many different positions and things like that um, today. So we'll be talking about Harrison Bader, Dexter Fowler, Tyler O'Neill. And um, I'll also be talking a little bit about Dylan Carlson because I do think he is an outfielder of the future. But I'll be sticking mainly w- w- with these four today because, um, you know, just be, you know, I've, t- I've talked about Edmund a lot. And I think that um, he's more of an outfielder or an infielder, rather, anyways. So I'll be talking mostly about these four, which are kind of destined to be in the Cardinal outfield next year at some capacity. Um, so let's go ahead and, and, and take a look here at just the Cardinal outfield in general in comparison with the rest of the league outfield. It was very, very, very bad. Um, you know, they had two less games, but they still only had 21 home runs, which was 22nd in, in the National League. The The Cardinal outfielders only split 209, 294, 383 for 677 OPS. All that's in the bottom half. Their, their average is 209, which is 27th in the league. They're on base percentage, again, 299, or 294, 27th. They're slugging, which is what you really want to see from an outfield. He's 20 seconds. So all these things are in the bottom third, bottom 10% of the league. It's not great. Even, you know, like I said, their OPS was 23rd as an outfield unit. Uh, it's 677. Total OPS plus for St. Louis Cardinal outfielders was 94. So not great just to... There's really no other way to put it. I, can, I There's no other way to, way to spin it. I think that no matter what you're looking at this Cardinal team as, is you know whether you look at it as hey they're they're on the up and coming or no they're they're really dragging and different things like that. So I think that um, you just you just got to look at the stats. The numbers don't lie, and um, th- these guys underperformed. Either they underperformed or we we saw who they were in 2020. I'll, I'll start with with. with um, with Tyler O'Neill, this is his third year in the major leagues. He's played 61 games in 18, 60 last year, and 50 this year. Um, so hovering around 150 at-bats or so, or 150 plate appearances or so. And w- we know what we're getting in Tyler O'Neill in terms of the, the low average and the high power. His average is 254, 262, and then 173 last year. And I, I understand the COVID layoff might have had something to do with it and the, the, the excessive amount of games in a short amount of time. Um, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, and the numbers are what they are. He had a, a subpar season last year. The power was definitely there. I mean, slug, slugging 360 isn't that great, but when you have a 173 average, 360 slugging isn't too shabby. He had just as many doubles as he's had last couple of years. He had his second-highest home run total in the last two years. He had seven this year to, to, to tie for the team lead. So I think that and that, that's just like his career, just his basic career. Numbers. When you look at some of the, the stat casts, some of the different, different metrics, what you do like to see is that his strikeout rate went down. It went from 35 to 27, and his walk rate went up, went from 6 to 9. 
Um, so, some other ones that weren't so good is weighted on base was 267, which was in the bottom 10% of the league. Expected batting average was 196, bottom 5% of the league. And I think a big reason for, for those numbers going down was the uptick in breaking pitches he saw in 2020. According to Baseball Savant, he saw 34% breaking pitches in 2019, which took an uptick to 42% in 2020. And on those breaking pitches, he had a buck 86 with uh, 339 slugging, whiff percentage of 42%. So it's understandable why they're throwing this guy breaking balls. And it's really a theme of this Cardinal offense because when you look at another Cardinal outfielder in Harrison Bader, his his breaking percentages are also high. He's getting 40% breaking balls. And on those 40 and on those breaking balls that he saw, again about 40% of the time, he hit 205, one home run drove in, struck out 16 times, weighted on base percentage of 276, whiff percentage of 30%. So I, I don't understand why you ever throw this guy a fastball. I mean, his numbers aren't great on a fastball, only 246 batting average, but his, he slugs 508 on on fastballs. So Harrison Bader, of all the, the negative things I can give him, he can hit a fastball, I understand that. But Harrison Bader, to me, is just one of those guys that we, we see it every once in a while of, oh, this guy can hit for three or four games. He can rack up extra base hits like nobody else for the next, next three or four games. But what's concerning to me, again, if you look at the deeper numbers, it's expecting batting average last year was 198, bottom 6% of the league. And unlike Tyler O'Neill, his walk and strikeout weight rate went down. 32%, which was the bottom 7% of the league last year for Bader. And 10.4% was the walk rate, which is very good, but it went down. But again, my, my more concern is the strikeout percentage. And everybody right now, and myself included, has talked about it, wants to talk about his his defense and and how, how, how great that is. And I understand that. He is a really good defender. His out's above average. He had, he had four this year as a center fielder. I, I get it. He, he's he got a really good reaction time and, and different things like that, good good catch rate and all, all these different fielding metrics, and they're really good. Um, but at the end of the day, there's only so much playing time fielding can get you. This guy needs to hit. His strikeout rate overall was bottom 7% of the league, expecting batting average of bottom 6, exit velocity bottom 10th, hard hit percentage in the 32nd percentile, whiff percentage is 38. It, it just was a poor offensive year for Harrison Bader, no matter how you spin it. I mean, this was his third year in the league, or fourth year in the league, rather. Um, and he's just never really been that, a guy to, to play well for a long period of time. His best year, really, was 2018 when he slashed 264, 334, 422, 756 OPS. And I get that his on-base percentage was, was high, 336, so slugging a 443, but that average just really needs to go up for me, and those strikeouts need to really go down for me, especially, like I said, the strikeout percentage. They just need to go down for me to be more impressed with Harrison Bader. I think that, you know, and everybody right now wants to talk about not only his defense, but what I was trying to get at earlier was the idea that Randy Arrows are going to trade and how the Cardinals traded for the wrong guy and all these different things, and that might be true. Who knows? And, you know, I've been as hard on Bader as anybody has been, but... When you're a career 234 hitter, it's not going to bode well for for the public perception of you. You know, it's it's just an unfortunate thing that somebody who does have a lot of talent. I think he 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 has it. I don't know where it is, but I think he does have it. I really think 2021 is a make or break year for Harrison Bader. We, we've seen four years now of inconsistencies and flashes of, of of talent, but he just hasn't been able to put it all together. So I really think 2021 needs to be a make-or-break year for Harrison Bader in terms of his tenure in a Cardinal uniform. And I think really both the guys that I've talked about so far, Bader and O'Neill, I think they really are both both trade 
trade bait this offseason, depending on what package you might want to get or different things like that. But I think these two are the four outfitters that I'm talking about. Those two guys are the two most expendable uh, guys, if you will. So uh, before I talk about Fowler and Carlson, I do want to tell you about the new and improved and the incredible Built Bar. Uh, 18 amazing flavors. There's six new incredible flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. My favorite out of all the 18 are uh, cookies and cream, double chocolate, and orange. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're covered 100% in chocolate. But just because they're covered 100% in chocolate doesn't mean they're not healthy. They're extremely healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bar- bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And just, just we'll take one for example. Cookies and cream, my favorite. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. And if that doesn't sell you enough, they're free cooler right now with your purchase of Built Bar while supplies last. So head over to BuiltBar.com now for a chance at your free cooler. You can also go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So we talked about Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill. We'll talk about Fowler and Carlson next. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be, um, be breaking down the starting pitching of the St. Louis Cardinals as my... Uh, as my offseason evaluations roll on here throughout the offseason. And uh, tomorrow is Election Day, Monday, November 3rd, so be sure to get out and vote. That's all I'm going to say on it, but just go ahead and get out and vote tomorrow. And maybe on your drive or while you're waiting, you can listen to the starting pitching breakdown. So without further ado, we'll talk, talk about Dexter Fowler next and why I don't think he's going to get traded because he has a no-trade clause simply, and I just don't think anybody's going to really want Fowler. Um, but when you look at his, his stats just from a basic you know, slash line, he slashed 233, 317, and 389, OPS of 706, so not bad, but I just want to point out in his 2017 for St. Louis, which people forget about all the time, played 118 games that year, Let he was, um, had nine triples, which, which was top, close to the top for the league lead, 18 home runs, drove in 64. That's not a bad year, and that, that was honestly his best year in St. Louis. Everybody wants to focus on the abysmal years of 18 and and, and really for, for most of 19, but really they want to focus on the abysmal year of it was 2018 when he slashed 180, 278, 298, had a 576 OPS, eight home runs, and 31 driven in. I get that. But also, he only played 90 games. He was hurt for a lot of it. I think that when you look at Dexter Fowler, did the Cardinals pay him too much with the five years, $82 million? They probably did. Yeah, I understand that. But I think 2020 was going to be a, a turnaround year for him because when you look at his game, his, had his game logs before he he took a step back because of uh, sickness or some medication he was on that put him at a more susceptible. He, he stepped down or opted out, I guess, if you will, after September 1st. So when you look at July 24th to September 1st in, in 23 games, he slashed 279, 347, and 485, OPS of 832, hit four home runs and drove in 14. I don't think anybody is going to say that's a bad year for Fowler. I think everybody would want that from Fowler. I think people forget, again, they want to focus so much on how bad his 2018 was that they really just kind of forget that Fowler can play a little bit. He ran into to a, to a tough stretch here after the uh, the return form in the regular season because whenever he came back in eight games, he hit 0-91, drove in one, and then struck out eight times. So I understand the, the frustration there, but 
I think when Fowler's healthy, he tends to play okay. Again, 2017 is a pretty good example of that. He was a pretty decent Cardinal outfielder. And when you look at the stat cast, his, you know, his, his walk percentage is really high up there. I think he's more valuable to this team than, than guys realize. I think he's a better defender than guys realize. And I think that, that Fowler is going to be okay. He's got one year left on his contract, 2020. So I think that he's, he's going to be 35 years old. But I, I'm really okay with Fowler and right field for 2021. I think that through all the hate he's gotten in St. Louis, he's really powered through and, and stayed positive for the most part. And I think that Fowler is a really good guy. And I, again, I, I try to keep my personal biases out of it. I think I do a better job of that whenever they're really struggling. But I just think Fowler is a guy in 2021 that can still produce a little bit. And when you look at the other outfielder, Dylan Carlson, he's a guy that can produce from 2021 and beyond. You know, I've talked about it a lot. His final stat line or slash line wasn't great. 200, 252, 364. Three home runs, 16 runs driven in in 35 games. But in his second call-up, Dylan Carlson hit the crap out of the ball. In that second call-up, in, in, in 12 games, the Cardinals went 8-4. and four. He hit 278, 325 on base percentage, 611 slugging, 936 OPS. And he, he hit two home runs, drove in 11, had four doubles, a triple, so he hit really well, and then that carried into the postseason. In three games, he was nine of fourteen. That's good for three three. Uh, excuse me, he was he was three of nine rather. Uh, three of nine for three thirty three batting average, five seventy one slugging. Um, on base percentage four forty four slugging, OPS of one thousand sixteen. So I mean, he, he barreled up baseballs even in the, in the postseason, and I think that Dylan Carlson is a guy that that is really going to be the outfielder of the future for St. Louis. I think no matter what outfield configuration you have in your head for 2021, Dylan Carlson is going to be there. Whether you, you keep all of them and, and, and bench one of them, or whether you, you have a trade package to bring in an outfielder or a trade package to bring in an infielder. But I think no matter what happens this offseason, Dylan Carlson is going to be pending injury. Dylan Carlson is going to be in the Cardinal outfield on opening day in 2021. I don't think there's any question about that. He is the one guy that I'm 100% confident in in starting next year for St. Louis, and that should start a a long stretch of Dylan Carlson in the outfield with the birds on the back because I think he's going to be really good for a really long time, and 2021 is going to be the first start of his his cardinal dominance, if you will. So, But I, I just think that, like I said, of all these guys that, that could get moved, Carlson is not going to be moved at all. He means too much to this team. He's too high tied up a prospect. He's not being moved. Period. End of story. But that does mean that I think that some people should be moved. In a perfect world, to be completely honest with you guys, I would trade O'Neill and Bader for something, whether it's an infielder that's on the market that you can shift to Young to third and bring in a shortstop or whatever it is. Ship them out. Or then you sign a center fielder, sign a left fielder, trade for a left or center fielder, stick Carlson in the spot that you don't have, and go from there. I think that the 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 experiments are over in a perfect world. I, I think that, like I said earlier with Bader, I think that he's going to get another shot in 2021. But and and if and if he impresses, then he impresses. But I really think that. I, I, I would trade him if I was GM, but because of who is running it with Moselak and DeWitt and all these things, I just don't think Bader's getting shipped. And because Mike Schilt loves the guy, so I just think that he's going to get he's going to be kept by the team. But I think that they need to make some moves, and I think that they have some pretty good options. Michael Brantley comes to mind. George Springer, Marcelo Zuna is still in my mind. That's probably more of a pipe dream. Um, 
but we'll see how the offseason goes. But overall, my grade for the Cardinal Outfitters this season, um, even with, with all the positives that I tried to find there, overall, my grade for the Cardinals is, is a D-plus for the Cardinal Outfielder. I think that there's there's no... There's really no spinning it higher than that. We, we talked about the overall numbers at the beginning of the show are not great, all in the bottom half of the league offensively. And this this outfield will not cut it in 2021. This is not. This really wasn't even a playoff caliber outfielder, if you think about it, but it's definitely not a playoff caliber outfielder in 2021. So uh, with that said, I will, again, continue with the uh, offseason evaluations with the starting rotation next year, or excuse me, tomorrow for St. Louis. So with that said... As always, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay well, have a great day.